listening to the Shut the Fork Up podcast with your host and your fat positive big sister, Destiny Murtaugh. Join us for your weekly dose of unhinged FaceTime energy with your bestie, where we talk about literally forking everything. Let's go, bitches. Hey, bitches. Welcome back to Shut the Fork Up podcast. I know before you even say it, I know so many of you have been asking and wondering where the fuck Shut the Fork Up went. And listen, it it was not a planned break. I was not intending to not post a podcast episode for two months, the entire summer. So we have a lot to catch up on, and we're going to talk about where the fuck I've been, Loka. But yeah, welcome back to Shut the Fork Up. It feels so good to be back in my podcast girl era. I've got the iPad out. We're trying a new setup today. I'm out in the living room on the couch. I just feel like comfy, cozy vibes as we're catching up. And I'm running you off of my iPad, which if it works, it's going to be amazing because it'll be so much more portable and I can record wherever the fuck I want, which would be great for me. I've made myself my first homemade pumpkin spice ice latte ever. I ordered a pumpkin spice syrup from, I think they're called ECS Espresso and Coffee Wear or something. They were a website that I found online in Canada, and they shipped me in literally like two days. So love that. And mm, this iced coffee, she's hidden because it is now September, folks. We are officially in our fall girl era, and I am living for that. Fall is my favorite season. I'm so freaking excited. And more than that, it is pumpkin spice season. And listen, this year has been a little rough because if you know, you know, I'm no longer living somewhere with a Starbucks. So the fact that Pumpkin Spice has been out for like two weeks now and I have yet to have a Starbucks Pumpkin Spice Latte, it hurts my soul. It hurts my soul, but like I said, I've got a syrup. I'm making my way, I'm making my own at home now. So hopefully Starbies, I will be seeing you very, very soon. But for today's episode, (laughs) since, you know, we haven't chatted in a hot fucking minute, I thought it'd be fun to do like a bit of a summer wrap up and tell you where the fuck I've been and what I've been up to because this summer it had some banging moments. Let me just tell you that. Like there is a highlight reel for sure. And it was also a really shitty summer at the same time. So we had a a lot of highs and a lot of really lows. But first of all, let's talk about where the fuck I've been. Why haven't I been posting? Like what happened to shut the fork up? Basically, if you didn't know, in March of this year, I lost my job very unexpectedly, and because of where I was working, I was also living there, so my accommodations were also covered, so I've been living there for the past four years. So when I lost my job, I also lost my house and where I was living, so I've ended up moving back in with my parents which has been a struggle. We've talked about this in other episodes. You can go back and listen. Um, But basically, like, from March until June, things were okay because they would be gone during the day, off to school, off to work, and I didn't have a job at that point, so I was just chilling, and I could record the podcast during the day. I could edit. I could make TikToks. I could do all the things when no one was home and I had the privacy. Um... But unfortunately, at the end of June, when school ended for the summer, my little siblings and my mother were suddenly always here. 
And, you know, you if you've been around, you know that some of the things that we talk about on this podcast, hell, most of what we talk about on this podcast is not something that I would want to be overheard by my little siblings and my mother. You know, we're just, we're not that kind of family. We're, I'm not that open with my mother, with my family in general. They're a very, like, Catholic, very reserved type of people. Um, <laughs> and, like, as you all know from a previous episode, I am not that. So I just, I, I didn't have the space to record. And it just, literally every time I thought, oh, I'm finally going to be able to record today, something would come up and they would end up being home for the day or they would get home early. And it just, it was just getting super frustrating. And like my friends can tell you, like I would get so frustrated when plans would change because I had all these ideas and I had all this plan to make content for you. And then it just didn't work. So that was my first kind of struggle and why I wasn't posting. And then I ended up getting a job just at the local, like, Timmy's by my house because I just needed some income and I had to really swallow my pride and you know like yes that was a job a starter job for a lot of people and you know what I just I needed a job I needed money so I started to work at Tim Hortons and then that also made it really difficult to make content because I was always at work and if I when I wasn't at work my family was home so there was just never a good time to record And I knew that if I tried to record while they were here, it wouldn't be authentic. It wouldn't be fun. Like, I would be watching what I was saying all the time. It would just be concerned about people overhearing me. So, alas, we took a little bit of an unplanned hiatus over the summer months. But everyone is back at school now. So I finally have the time, the privacy, the peace to record these episodes, be fucking unhinged, talk about all the things and not have to worry about it. And I love that for me, and I love it for you. I love that for us, honestly. One of the main things that happened to me this summer that I'm still like, what? What do you mean that happened? There's a brand here in Canada called Pennington's. And if you follow me on Instagram, on TikTok, if you've listened to other Shut the Fork Up episodes, like you've heard me talk about Pennington's before. I have done a couple paid partnerships with them. I've gone to one event with them. It was my first ever influencer event. It was in January of this year, I believe. It was like a, it was um, in support of like their new activewear line. So we went to like a dance class. It was so much fun. Um, But Pennington's actually invited me out in July to Toronto to celebrate um, National Bikini Day by wearing some of their swimsuits, obviously. And oh my god. So listen, the Pennington's event that I went to in January was very small. It didn't even really feel like, and I'm using air quotations here, an influencer event. Like, I think there was maybe, fuck, I don't even know, like maybe 15 of us. It was super chill. It wasn't a very big space. We came in, we like had refreshments, took some pics, Um, and then we, like, took a dance class, and then had lunch, and that was pretty much it. Like, it was so, it was the perfect first influencer event event, because it was so low stakes, it was just so fun, it didn't seem big or, like, over the top or anything, you know? Fast forward (laughs) to this Pennington's event, and holy fuck, it was, like, an entirely different game. The whole point of this event was to celebrate National Bikini Day. And obviously Pennington's being a plus size brand, a whole huge chunk of branding and their motto and their beliefs are that 
you know, everybody is a bikini buddy. Like, you don't have to be skinny, you don't have to be thin, you don't have to have a certain type of body type to wear a swimsuit or to wear a bikini and to feel confident in it. So I actually was able to pick out a swimsuit for this event ahead of time. Unfortunately, mine didn't end up coming in the mail. It got lost, so they sent me a voucher instead. So I went to my local Pennington's like two days before the event, and I actually ended up putting a TikTok up about this um, and an Instagram picture, I think, of the different swimsuits that I tried on. And I'm actually really happy that I ended up having to go this route because the swimsuit that I found was so cute and I think I like it a lot more than the one that I would have gotten because some of the other girls were wearing it and not to say that they look, that they look bad in them like that's not the case at all I just think for me personally seeing it like actually on a body versus just like seeing it on a website I didn't like the pattern and stuff as much anyway I'm getting off point but basically I got sent a swimsuit for this event for free and I ended up getting a cover-up as well and I get to this event, it's in Toronto, and it's like right on the water. And I, I've been to Toronto so, so, so many times, but I've never, I've never been clubbing, like I've never done any cool kid things there. I've never like been to a rooftop bar, I've never been to like a cabana, like nothing like that. So for me, walking up to this venue and seeing it was like right on the water, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like this, this is officially too cool for me. And it was really nice because I got there a little bit early and as people were filtering in, I was starting to see some of the girls that I had went to the first Pennington's event with. Um, so I was getting to like see them again and catch up and take pictures by the water. And it was so cute. And oh my God, I remember freaking out when some of these people were walking up because they are creators that I have been following for so long who have been such like an integral part of my body positive journey. And it was so fucking surreal to be at an event with these people. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I just, I, I can't. I, I literally can't. I was standing in line by the Birds Papaya, Sarah Nicole, um, who's like one of the biggest creators in our niche. And Sarah, I think it's Ostigwe, who is a newer, at least she's newer to me, but I fucking love her. She's iconic. She's so lovely. And I was, like, standing in line with these people. Like, two people that I look up to, that I admire. I take in all of their content. Like, I love them so much. And we were just, like, we were there together. Like, what? <laughs> Literally, what? And then we're walking into the event. And who is greeting us other than Alicia McCarvel? And if you know, you know. Alicia McCarvel is, like, the it girl of the plus-size community. She is so funny and I can confirm after spending so much time with her at that event that she is so nice and humble and down to earth. And oh my God, like uh, she was working in partnership with Pennington's for these, this event. Like they were kind of co-hosting it together. And my God, this woman, first of all, she is even more stunning in person. Like just everything about her, she was radiant. And the fact that I met her and like got to hug her and talk to her, oh my God actually unreal like all of my friends were freaking out who know who she is oh god anyway so I, I just remember like walking up and like saying hi to her giving her a hug and then turning and looking into the, the venue and being like what the fuck am I doing here because <laughs> like I said like the first ever event that I went to the only other event that I went to 
was the other Pennington's one in January. And it was so low-key. Like, it was just at a little studio. This event was, like, it was a whole, like, cabana that had been rented out strictly for Pennington's. So I walk in, and the first thing I see is, like, a booth with Pennington's tote bags, like, goodie bags. And it came with, like, a Pennington's towel. And then this whole, like, first section are just a bunch of different vendors that you got to go up to and like get things for free. Like Benefit was there. I got my brows done for them for free. And then they gave me like a bunch of products. And there were a bunch of brands there where you got to go up and they'd like chat to you. And then they were giving you free products to put in your tote bag. It was just, it was mind boggling. Like I, I've seen TikToks of people and like YouTube videos of influencers going to events and like getting goodie bags and coming home and doing hauls of like all this cool shit that they got. And I got to do that. Cool. What? Anyway, it was, it was so fucking surreal. And then you come off of that main stretch and then you're at the pool and there are a bunch of cabanas like circling around the pool. I don't know how this happened. I, I, I really don't know, but I somehow ended up in Alicia McCarvel's cabana. <laughs> like I was in the it girl cabana, like Alicia McCarvel, birds papaya, like Kenzie Brenner, like, all of, like, the big, big, big influencers who were at this event were in my cabana. <laughs> so I'm, like, eating with Alicia McGarvel. Like, what the fuck? It was so, I feel like I've said so surreal and so cool so many times, but I will not apologize. It was unreal. The venue was absolutely stunning. We took so many pictures, got so much content, went swimming, like, got to play in the pool and just be mermaids. There was a, um, oh, what do you call it? Like a glam bot. Like you see it, like the Oscars and stuff where the camera circles around you and you're in like slow motion. Like I got to do one of those. That was fucking cool. Um, and they had food and stuff there, but I was thinking back on the event and I was like, holy fuck, I didn't feel insecure or uncomfortable once. And I can confidently say in my entire life, like as far back as I can remember, I have never felt comfortable in a setting where I'm just like in a swimsuit with girls, you know, like even just with girls, because girls can be catty and mean. And I have always felt insecure, especially in the last like, I don't know, like decade or like 15 years or so. Like, I, I always felt insecure. Like, I'd always, like, go for a cover-up or have a towel wrapped around me or, like, go straight into the water because then I feel like people aren't really looking at my body, you know? I didn't have that once. Like, when I say it felt like a giant, like, slumber party of the best vibes, it was – the vibes were immaculate this day. It was so amazing and incredible to just see so much – diversity and so many different body types and to see so many bodies that looked like mine bigger bodies who were just out there strutting their shit like yanking their swimsuit between their cheeks taking all the hot fucking photos like just not giving a single fuck about how their body looked if there was cellulite showing how their bodies were jiggling when they were moving like no one gave a fuck and it was the most refreshing day ever. I was absolutely exhausted by the end of this day. I was so tired. I was so sunburned, but it was, it, oh God, like Pennington's on the off chance that you're listening to this 
you know that I have so much respect for you as a brand. And like Pennington's and I have such a fun working relationship together now. Like I have been shopping Pennington's for as long as I can remember. My mom shopped there, my aunt, like a family affair for sure. And like Pennington's was my first ever event. They were my first ever PR box. They were my first ever paid brand deal. I just feel like I've gone through so many firsts with Pennington's. And the fact that I got to go to this event and experience like another first with them at this scale, just truly from the bottom of my heart, I love this brand. And if you are plus size and you're looking for new clothes or trying to find somewhere where clothes will actually fit you, I highly, highly recommend Pennington. Some of their stuff can be expensive, but like it's great quality. It's actually inclusive. And they're always, always, always having sales. Oh, God. I feel like I talked about that for so long. I just, I literally cannot get over it. Like, that was for sure the highlight of my summer. Like, it was just mm, everything about that day. Like, and I remember being in the pool, talking to Alicia McCarville with some of my other friends that I had met at the first Pennington's event. And she just was, like, a wealth of knowledge. You guys know I have dealt with a lot, a lot of hate comments and trolls and stuff on TikTok and now on Instagram. And I flat out asked her because I know that as a plus size creator, especially one of her size, like she's got like millions of followers that she must deal with trolls. And I asked her flat out, I was like, hey, listen, I get a lot of this. How the fuck do you deal with this? And this girl took the time to like give me like actual answers and to show me how to set up different settings on my phone to protect myself and to give me like real world examples of things that she has said that she has done that she's doing to protect herself to protect her husband and to protect her online space and that just meant the absolute world to me because it could have been so easy for her to just be like oh you know just to say something like kind of like half-assed and then leave to go talk to like some of the big, bigger influencers who were her actual friends. But she didn't. Like, she took the time. I saw her. I was watching this bitch. She took the time to make her way around the pool, to, like, go interact with everyone. She took pictures with everyone. Like, literally, just genuinely one of the nicest, most hardworking, coolest people that I've ever met. And I am so grateful that I have a picture with her <laughs> and that I can now say that I've met Alicia McCarville. Like, mm, yeah, this event was just everything to me. As you can tell, since I've been rambling about it for God knows how long, but truly just feel so blessed to have even been invited and to be able to have experienced that with some of the people who are becoming really good friends of mine. And it really didn't do much in July, to be honest, until the final week of July. And I actually ended up going to Seattle, Washington in the United States. So if you didn't know, which you probably won't unless you've been here for a long time or you know me in real life, I have always had a dream of being an author. I am a huge book person. I'm a big reader. I used to be a really, really big writer, but I haven't really been in that space in quite a few years now. I kind of took a turn and started to focus on content and content creation and influencing and stuff more. Um, but one of my best friends, her name is Jessie Elliott. She is an author. Her first traditionally published book comes out soon. It's called The Devil's Waltz. You should go pre-order it anywhere you can buy your books and add it on your Goodreads. Um, shout out Jessie. But she organizes a writing retreat every single year and it like takes place wherever. <laughs> so 
Um, this time it was in Seattle and I ended up going up to her place like a week early just to like spend some time one-on-one with her and just to hang out and that alone was so nice and so needed. I hadn't seen her in so long and I love her place and I love her cat, Phoebe. Oh my god, I miss my goddaughter. Um, but we ended up going to Seattle. It was me, her, and then I don't remember exactly how many of us there were. I want to say like 15 total or something like that. Um, but me, her, and this girl, Allie, who has become like a really, really good friend of mine. We have very chaotic energy together. And this trip, oh my god, it was so needed. It was like, it was so much fun. Literally so much fun. We were there for about a week, I think. And um, we ended up staying at this massive Airbnb. It was so nice. Um, I had a bed to myself, which was great. I was roommates with a girl named Emma. Shout out you. Um, she was really, really nice too. And we spent a lot of time just at the Airbnb writing and just hanging out. I took a lot of content. I read a lot. Um, I did write a little bit. <laughs> um, I guess I'll, I'll like spill the beans a little bit. So you guys know that I am in my smut girl era. I have been reading smut out of the wazoo. I don't even know what I'm at right now. Actually, let's check quickly. Okay, I am currently reading book 176 of the year. <laughs> so and like every single one of those is smutty. So I'm in my smut girl era. And when I when it was coming up to this writing retreat, I was like, guys, I haven't written anything in a long time. I was working on one book for a couple of years. It is the book of my heart, and I know I will I know I will return to her one day. But I'm just not ready for her. She's a big project. She's going to take a lot out of me. And I'm just not there yet, like as a person or as a writer. So it's like, why not work on something fun? And I've been reading so much smut lately. And I was like, mm, why not dabble and try to write some of my own smut? <laughs> like, I feel like I could do it. So I'm currently working on a smutty reverse harem. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm not getting any more than that. I'm really excited for this project. I haven't really worked on it too, too much. Like I started to kind of brainstorm it and work on it a little bit when I was in Seattle. But to be honest, like I was having more fun just like hanging out with the girls and going on all the excursions and making content and just stuff like that. So anyway, Seattle was amazing. Um, I'd never been before. I'd never been to Washington and it was just like, it was really cool vibes, actually. It was a lot warmer there than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a lot cooler and kind of like fall vibes. So I was a little disappointed about that. But one of the coolest things that we did when we were in Seattle, if you didn't know, like if you're living under a fucking rock, Seattle, Washington is where the Twilight series takes place. It's where Bella moves, where her dad lives, where she falls in love with Edward and like has a little side thing with Jake. And, like, I, I, I'm a massive Twihard. Like, I can't fucking lie. I, I remember, I distinctly remember in grade eight, every single fucking person was losing their mind over Twilight. Everyone was reading it. And I was like, I'm not fucking reading this. And one of my best friends, Sam, who I've known since, like, junior kindergarten, um, was like, bitch, you gotta read this. Like, I, I know that you don't want to because everyone is hyping it up. But you gotta read it. And I read it, and I loved it. And I've read all the books, I've watched all the movies, I've watched them, like, a bajillion times. Are they, like, amazing, fantastical pieces of literature? No. 
but they are like cult classics and I just like they're just iconic in their own right. So we actually ended up doing a day trip to Forks, Washington, which is where I think I said, said Seattle was where it all took place. Forks, Washington is where it all took place. Where it all took place. So we ended up taking a drive out there. I don't remember how long it was. It was a couple of hours, honestly. Me and my gravel were just like we were zoned the fuck out. But it was a beautiful drive. Oh my god. The scenery was unreal. It was so so pretty. When we got to Forks, it just felt so weird to be in the city where like so much of the story had gone down. And we ended up stopping first for lunch. I don't remember what the place was called, but I got like a burger and fries and a milkshake and it, mm, she fucking slapped. And then we were like wandering around town trying to find all like the Twilight hot spots. So we got to see like Bella's car, like her orange truck that um, Charlie gifts her when she like first moves there. And that was kind of cool. Like we took pictures of that. And honestly, um, if, I, if I'm being honest, <laughs> Forks was a little bit of a letdown, only in the sense that we didn't realize, or at least I didn't realize, that while the story took place in Forks, a lot of the movie actually wasn't shot there. It was shot in Oregon. Bella's house, for example, is on the map. Like the Swan House is on the map that we got of like where you could visit. But then when you get there, they just like took a random white house and were like, Bella's house. <laughs> but like it very clearly was not Bella's house. Um, where else did we go? We went to, oh, we went to Carlisle Cullen's parking space at the hospital. That was fun. Um, I sat right on there because I was like, I'm sitting on Daddy Carlisle right now. <laughs> so we went there and, oh my god, where else did we go? We went to the Twilight Museum, which was cool. They had had a lot of, like, the original costumes and props and stuff donated back to them so people could go through and like see it they had the fucking Chuck Esme doll which is the cursed like robot doll that they used for an Esme before realizing that like it didn't really work and they went to that awful CGI baby instead so we got to see Chuck Esme and like a bunch of the costumes and stuff and there were like a bunch of shops around that were selling Twilight merch and stuff which I was going to get but they just didn't have any like great plus size options um and then probably my highlight from the trip was we went to La Push Beach. La Push, baby. It's La Push. <laughs> it was stunning. Oh my god. It was so pretty. And I got some amazing photos there. <laughs> I really wanted to do Oh my god. I really wanted to do the um the Taylor Swift trend. The with the um like the back when we were still changing for the better. And we were like running along the beach. Do you know what I mean? It's like a huge TikTok trend. And I really wanted to do that because I was finally on a beach. So my friend Allie, God bless her fucking soul. Oh my God, we must have tried to shoot this thing like 17 times. And I was like running in freezing cold water. But you know what? We got the take. We got some really fun pictures. And that was probably the highlight of the Forks trip for me, to be honest. And then we did the really, really long drive back home. <laughs> but it was, it was a lot of fun. Like, Okay, would I recommend going? I think if you're in the area, it's a great little, like, stop to make. You can go see some of the costumes. If you go to the museum, you can see some of, like, the places. I think the, like, Jacob Black's house was on the tour, too. We just didn't get to that one because we had a dinner reservation. Um, so, like, I think if you're in the area, it's a cool place to be. Would I schedule a trip? 
like just to go there, like to go out of my way to get to Forks. I don't think so, but that's me personally. And it also didn't help that the day that we went, it was super sunny and hot. And if you read the Twilight books, you know that like Forks, Washington is supposed to be known as like the rainiest place on earth. It's supposed to be very like gloomy and wet. And that was kind of the vibes that we were expecting going in. So like, you know what? Fuck all these bitches though, because in the morning I was wearing shorts and all these bitches were like, what are you doing? You're going to be so cool. Like da 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 da. Little did they fucking know it was going to be so hot and sunny that day. And they were all wearing like pants and sweaters and shit. And who was the coolest of them all? Me, bitch. Me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was cool for the vibes. It was cool for the memories. I did love that I got to see some of the things. But it wasn't all that I was expecting it to be. I didn't realize that not a lot of the film had actually been filmed in Forks. So it didn't really feel like Twilight, if that makes sense. Like it, it didn't, it didn't quite have the vibe that I was expecting going into things, and that kind of sucked. But I mean, did we watch the first Twilight movie before we went? Yes, we did. Did we like make jokes and have a great time and like make it the best that we could? Absolutely. I forget what the restaurant was called, but we stopped somewhere on the way home, and they had a whole sign outside from when Stephanie Meyer, the author of Twilight, came. And you could, like, get, like, the ravioli dish that Bella gets in the movie. You could order that from them, um, which I think a couple people did. I don't remember what I got, but I know that I didn't like it. And I sh wanted to get something else. Anyway, we were, like, absolute chaos at that dinner. Oh, my God. We were literally such a mess. We were so tired. We were overheated. We were just, like, <laughs> my friend Allie and I were just in another planet. We were, like, cuckoo of the hour band. Oh, my God. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling, but yeah, the Seattle trip was something else. It was, it was so much fun. I will say there was kind of like a shitty dark cloud over me because I posted a TikTok on my way to Seattle um, of me going on the airplane and asking for a seatbelt extender because I know that so many people get embarrassed and struggle with having to ask for a seatbelt extender. And it's just like, why? Like, it's not that big of a deal. Who the fuck cares? So I've kind of learned this trick because the first time that I asked for one, I was on a trip to, I think it was to France for my teaching placement or it was to England when I was doing interviews. I don't remember. But one of those trips was the first time that I had asked for one and I asked for it at my seat, which made it more embarrassing because like all the people around you could hear and like you were sitting so you couldn't really go anywhere, you know? And I don't know. So I've kind of learned to ask when you first get on the plane, because more often than not, like right when you walk in, there's a little like cubby or a little drawer where they have seatbelt extenders and then they can just like can it to you discreetly and you're good to go. So that's what I did. I filmed me getting it. I put up a little TikTok and was like, you know, it's not the big video, like whatever the fuck I said. Well, <laughs> well, I was not expecting this TikTok to blow the fuck up. I think it's currently at like 8.7 million views, which is insane. But the downside of that is that it has been primarily negative reactions and trolls and just straight up awful, awful comments. And it just had me feeling some type of way all week because every single time I checked my phone, there were new hate comments and new death threats and new like DMs with people saying really awful things. And then it started to bleed over into my Instagram too. Like the trolls were just everywhere. They were out and about. And I was just, mm, 
was really weighing on my mental health. So shout out to my friend Sam, who was on the retreat with me, and she started to take my phone and just like delete comments and stuff. She was like my little mom, and yeah, so that was like not a great part. And I think I'm gonna do a whole episode. I'm hoping to like do it with someone, um, another like person in the industry who's plus size who deals with hate comments. Um, and just, like, do a whole episode talking about them because it's unreal what people say when they're talking to a screen, when they don't, like, I don't know what goes through people's heads, but they think that some of the things that they say is okay to say because obviously it's not. I don't know. It just, it boggles my mind that people care that much. Like, I had people who were going and commenting on, like, every single one of my TikToks from the past year. What do you mean you have that much time that you can just go write a hate comment on, like, who knows how many posts? Anyway, you start talking about this because it's heating me up. Oh my god, bitches. Oh my god. I almost, I, I mean, I didn't almost forget that this happened. I will never forget that this happened. But, ah, I can't believe I'm saying this right now, guys. I got Taylor Swift tickets. I got Taylor motherfucking Swift tickets for the Eras Tour, bitch. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, I need to sip my iced coffee. Give me a fucking second. Okay, you guys know that Taylor Swift Eras Tour is, like, the biggest thing ever. She did, like, 50 bajillion shows in the United States, and then she announced a bunch of shows in Europe and Asia and shit, and we were like, where the fuck is Canada, guys? (laughs) Where's Canada? And then finally, she gave us some Canadian dates. And lo and behold, there was like, I don't know, five, six days in Toronto. And I got waitlisted for the initial pre-sale. And my life was over. <laughs> Literally, I remember getting that email and just feeling so defeated and so dejected. But still somehow being like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to Eras. I don't know how it's happening. I have literally zero plan. There are no tickets. But somehow, I'm going to be there. Well, fast forward, and I had heard about the Avion presale, but because I wasn't a banker with RBC, I didn't think I qualified. So, like, I hadn't applied to it. I hadn't, you know, done anything. And I don't remember who I was talking to, or actually, it might have been a TikTok that I saw. I, don't, I think it actually might have been a TikTok of someone being like, PSA, like, you don't actually have to be an RBC banker to sign up for the Avion presale. And I was like, bitch, what? So basically all you had to do was sign up for like the Avion rewards card and for that you didn't have to be an RBC banker. And like I don't even really know what it means to be honest. I don't know what the fuck this card does but I have it now. I don't know what the fuck Avion is to be honest with you. I just signed up for it so I could hopefully sign up for this presale. It linked to my Ticketmaster and boom I had signed up for the presale. Much like the initial sale basically on you know, whatever day, you would get an email telling you, like, hooray, you're one of God's fucking favorites, congratulations, you've been selected for the Avion presale, here's your details, blah, 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 here's your code to enter the day that you can, like, go for tickets. Or you'd get an email that's like, mm, sorry, you suck, you're waitlisted. I called in sick. <laughs> called in sick from work this day because I was like, bitch, there's no fucking way that I'm risking this shit. We're not playing. Like, the minute it turns... 10am or 11, whatever the fuck time it was that the preset opened, like I was gonna be on. 
remember I was like listening to Taylor Swift all morning I was like sitting in my chair not breathing like what the fuck and because it was the Avion pre-sale and not the original one I didn't even know what the selection of tickets would look like like I was fully expecting to be like all nosebleeds or like all lower bowl or you know like I thought that they were, that they were gonna only have like a certain section of tickets I guess I didn't realize how many tickets that they were going to have and that they would be in all the places that they were. They say that the earliest that you can log on for the pre-sale and like get into the queue is 30 minutes before. I had watched so many TikToks, bro. When I tell you my entire fucking history was me watching people like sign up for pre-sales and like go for tickets to try to figure out like, where do I get tickets? Like, where's the best place to go? What's the like right move in terms of like, when do you join the queue? And like, can you refresh the queue? And like, do you do this or this or this? I watched so many. I was so prepared, but I felt so unprepared. The 30 minute hits and I'm like, something in my gut was just like, mm, no, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. So I'm like literally freaking out. I have my camera ready because I'm like, I'm going to record my reaction because I just feel like that'd be a fun little TikTok either way. Like if you get them or if you don't, we're going for it. So I ended up entering the waiting room with 25 minutes to go. So I technically was like five minutes late to the 30 minute window. And then you just sit there for like 25 minutes and you're just like waiting and waiting and waiting. And then when it hits, I think it was 11 a.m. we'll say. So finally, when it hits 11 is when you're, you're supposed to like switch over and then end up in the queue. And it'll tell you like where your place is, at, is at in line. And obviously the smaller your number, the better because then you're getting into the queue faster when there's still going to be tickets because at this point I didn't know how new tickets Avion was even going to have so it's 11 and my screen is just like not doing anything 1101 I'm like what the fuck 1102 and I'm like remembering all the TikToks in the back of my head being like do not refresh do not refresh do not refresh do not refresh I'm like why am I not going to the queue like what is happening why am I not going to the queue like I was freaking out I was like oh my god my thing is frozen like something's not working and like I can't refresh because my refresh is going to be fucked up I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna get tickets I'm not gonna see Taylor Swift da, 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 da. and then all of a sudden my screen shifts and I'm in the queue bitch when I tell you I entered the queue at number five five what that is actually unheard of I remember seeing that number and being like oh my god I could actually get tickets right now like what the fuck number five oh my god my headphones are falling off I'm like jumping around so excitedly number five girl when I tell you I screamed I barely had time to take my phone turn it around put it on my windowsill and hit play or not play, to hit record, and I was in. I was out of the queue. I was fucking in. And I'm, like, scrolling. And listen, I have had this vision ever since Taylor Swift announced the heiress to her. Don't ask me why. Don't ask me why. But I have had this, like, notion in my head that I am going to get floor tickets as close to the stage as possible. Like, ideally, like, front fucking row, you know? I was like, I don't care what it costs. I'm going front row, baby. I just want to see Taylor Swift. I want to see her fucking sweat, okay? And I just remember, like, immediately, like, zooming in on the thing and going to the floor and, like, looking for the little blue dots to find out where, you know, where, what was the closest that I could get to the stage? Because, again, with the Avion pre-sale, I didn't even know if there were going to be floor tickets. Like, I was fully expecting them to only be, like, really shitty. And, I mean, there's not even a shitty seat at Taylor Swift, let's be honest. But... I was expecting them to be like super high like nosebleed tickets or something or like way back on the floor where you can't really see anything. So color me fucking surprised when I'm scrolling 
and there are dots on the floor. And not only are there dots on the floor, there are dots on the floor very close to the stage. And I had just seen a TikTok that basically said, like, if you're short, if you're not within the first five rows of the stage, like, it's not worth it to get floor because you're not going to see anything. You're just going to be staring at people. You're not really going to see the stage. And at this point, my goal had been to get four tickets and I fucking spy <laughs> right at the diamond. And like, if you know, you know, the diamond is where like most of the show takes place. And I know from my like obsessive research that some of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift songs are sang at the Diamond, like Cardigan and Marjorie. <laughs> like those songs are all sang at the Diamond. So I was like, I want to be at the Diamond. Like I just, I had a vision. I had a vision. <laughs> so, so I'm scrolling in and I see these four seats right by the Diamond, third row. <laughs> I click all four. I hit add to cart. I get an error message because there was one seat left. And apparently, I did not know this, you cannot leave one seat left in an aisle. Like, you will get an error message. It's not possible, I guess, because not many people want to go to a show alone. So they always want at least a pair of tickets left. I'm like, fuck. So then I dropped down to three tickets so that there's two left. And I hit add to cart, thinking, like, I did it. Oh, my God. Blah. I get another error message because now the one ticket is already been sold. I'm like, fuck me sideways. It's third fucking row. Like, I got to go for it. So I hit the two tickets, add to cart, and, like, the spinning wheel of death is on. And it's, like, loading, loading, loading. And you're like, oh, my God. Is it happening? Is it happening? Or am I going to get the message that, like, some other fan beat you to him? It's loading. It's loading. I'm, like, losing my fucking mind. And the screen changes, and I get the, you got him! Ah! <gasps> Bitch, when I tell you, I have a video. You can go watch it on my TikTok. You can watch it on my Instagram on Reels. I have. I took a video. I'm so happy I filmed myself doing this because I lost my mind. November 22nd, 2024, the second to last show in Toronto, third row, floor, at the Diamond. <gasps> Aha! <laughs> I still can't believe it. I still, I still cannot believe that that happened to me. And then, no, 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 no. You don't understand. This is the best part, right? All right. So my ticket. So anyway, I'm, I'm fast. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So like I said, I got two tickets, but on every code, you're able to get up to four. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to go back into the queue and see if I can get two more tickets, either close to me or honestly, like wherever, because I knew so many people like I had a friend that I had met at the Pennington's event Sarah who was like if you can get tickets like please get me a ticket like I'll die da, 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 da. So like if I can get two tickets literally anywhere then I can offer them to like a friend and they can buy them off of me you know and like that them and a friend can go and unfortunately like I, when I went back into the queue at that point I was like 2000th in line I was like oh fuck like I'm not getting into here and by the time I got through there was like nothing left so when I did get back into the thing even though there was like nothing left I was like I need to go see our tickets again like I oh my god I can't believe this is where I and I went to like take a screenshot to show like where our tickets were so keep in mind on our ticket it says row three but when you scroll into the picture and you click on the seats that I had and you look at it you realize is that it's actually row two I had remembered seeing a TikTok about this where the diamond the seats like kind of like around the point of the diamond changed like second row is first row and I don't know why it is if there's like a bigger space between the stage and the diamond or what I don't know what this reasoning is 
But I remember seeing a TikTok of a girl being like, PSA, if you're this row at the diamond, like you're actually probably this row because da 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 da. So I'm not actually, like, technically, according to my ticket, our seats are third row. But if you actually look at the seating chart and, like, where we are in relation to the stage, we're second row. And even if we were third row, like, <laughs> bitch, like, she is, Miss Taylor Swift is going to be a person, not a speck on a screen. Like, I've been to, this will be my third Taylor Swift concert, my fourth concert fifth concert ever my first concert was Hilary Duff the most wanted to wear it like I fucking love that for me in like 2006 iconic and then I've been to the 1989 tour and the reputation tour 1989 I was on the floor but I was like at the very very back of the floor so like I couldn't really see shit I was watching primarily the screens and then the rep tour mm, where the fuck were we I think we were not quite lower bowl we were like in the stands somewhere. So like we had decent seats, but again, we're like primarily watching the screens. Bitch, this fucking time, <laughs> she's gonna be right, like, she's gonna be right there. She's gonna be a person. She's gonna be a full-sized human being. I'm going to be able to see the sweat on her. I'm gonna hear her saying versus the delay in the microphone. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna hear her, like her actual voice. There's potential that she's gonna look right at me when she's singing. I actually can't. I actually physically can't. Oh my god, I'm gonna be right there. Right? Like, we're gonna be, and we have like the ideal seat, I think, because we're not at the point of the diamond because then you would like, you'd be kind of far away from the stage for the rest of things. We're kind of like right beside the diamond. Like we are the stretch between the diamond and the very front part of the stage. So we're like right in like the armpit kind of, of the diamond. So we're going to be right there for anything for the diamond, but then we're also not going to be that far from the first stage. And I think a majority of the concert kind of happens between the diamond and the front. Like, the front, I think, is where the surprise songs happen. And I just, oh my no. <laughs> I actually can't. I actually, every once in a while, I just, like, remember that I have Taylor Swift tickets. And I'm like, what the fuck? And not only do I have Taylor Swift tickets, I have third, technically second, fucking floor seats, bro. I can't. I physically can't. It doesn't seem real. And everyone keeps asking me, they're like, how the fuck did you get those tickets? I'm like, girl. I literally don't know. Like, it was destiny. There was something in the air. I don't know what it was. Like, to, everything just lined up perfectly for me. Like, the fact that I got fifth in the queue is what sealed the deal. Like, as soon as I saw that number, I, like, things were real. I was like, holy fuck. We could actually get Taylor Swift tickets right now. Like, I was fully, honestly, like, I do not have the best luck most of the time. So, I was fully expecting to, like, get in the queue and then have like a thousand something number in line and by the time I got through for there to be like nothing left or to like have to get nosebleeds or something so I ended up messaging my, like one of my best friends Jesse, who I ended up going to the reputation tour with because I had an extra ticket I texted her and I was because at this point I was like I spent <laughs> I spent a pretty penny on two tickets <laughs> um so I remember texting her being like oh my god like I just got fucking second row Taylor Swift tickets and just being like I understand if it's too much for you like if you don't want to come because of the money like I totally understand like I could absolutely find somebody else and she was like 
oh my god, you take me? I was like, bitch, yes! Yes, I'll take you! So we're gonna be going to Taylor Swift together. And I told her, I flat out, I was like, okay, one of the conditions for me giving you this ticket is that you have to dress up. Like we, I'm planning on going full fucking out. Don't know what that outfit looks like yet, but I'm like, I, I'm planning on going all out. Like the heiress tour is a moment and she deserves for us to show up and show her our respects. <laughs> like there will be sequins or fringe or something. Like we, I'm not coming to play. I'm like, I will not be wearing jeans and a fun top. Like, no, no, this is like, we, we are entering our era's era and we are going fucking hard. And she was like, fucking bet let's go <laughs> I was like yes like I think I had to take it back I think that was the most exciting moment of my entire summer to be honest with you like I still cannot believe that that is real oh my god wait no this brings me to a conundrum though so if you're still listening <laughs> if you have not yet been to an heiress tour concert are you still planning on going to the heiress tour film that's coming out in October because listen, I'm torn. I know that pretty much the entire show has been spoiled on TikTok. That there's been like live streams of every show. I haven't watched any of those. I predominantly know the set list, I think, and like a lot of the costumes and stuff. But I feel like I don't know a vast majority of the show. Like I don't know the order of how everything happens. I don't know like any changes that she's made, the transitions, like the sets. Like I don't really know a lot of the show. So part of me doesn't want to go to the film because I want it to be a surprise and I want to be able to like take it all in and be like awestruck and seeing everything for the first time. But then the other half of me is like, girl, you have to go. Like it's going to be a moment in fucking pop culture history. Like you are going to regret it if you don't go to the film and you're seeing everyone posting about it and it's like a little mini eras like warm up. You can dress super cute, get cute photos, like do all the things. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So let me know. If you're in a similar boat where you haven't yet been to a concert but you have tickets for the future, are you going to the Eras Tour film or are you not? Let me know because I I don't know what to do. I'm, I think I'm leaning towards going. Someone commented on my TikTok because I asked them the same thing and they were like, said something along the lines of like it being the appetizer before the main course. Like, it's kind of like a warm up. Like, it's still going to be different seeing it in person. Oh my god. Also, oh my god, I haven't talked to you guys. Wait, oh my god. I just realized, like, because I haven't talked to you all summer, like, we, we've never talked about Speak Now Taylor's version. And we now have a release date for 1989 Taylor's version. Wait, hold the fuck up. Oh my god, there's so much Taylor Swift content happening right now. Okay, wait. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to do a quick little Speak Now um, breakdown. So Speak Now is one of my all-time favorite Taylor Swift albums. It just, it's, it's that bitch. It's so angsty. It has so many amazing songs on it. Like some of my absolute favorites are on Speak Now. Okay, initial thoughts. I mean, it's Speak Now, so she's iconic. I will say I did miss Baby Taylor vocals for a lot of these songs. Like some of them just didn't quite hit the same in that initial listen, but now, like, I feel like I'm fine with it. So the song Haunted is obviously fucking iconic, but I've never really given her the praise that she deserves. Haunted Taylor's version, however, she's next fucking level. I'm obsessed with her. But let's get into the vault tracks. I've seen so many people say that the Speak Now vault is simply superior, and I have to agree. I fucking love Electric Touch. I know a lot of people were disappointed because Fall Out Boy doesn't really have that much in the song. I disagree. I think we can hear them a lot, even when they're not singing. Like, their presence is very prevalent in the sound of the song. I really, really like Electric Touch. 
When Emma Falls in Love is probably one of my least favorites on the vault. I don't know what it is about it. It's not one that I've been like gravitating towards. I Can See You is a fucking certified bop who is not getting the recognition that she deserves. She is sexy. She is sultry. She's a fucking banger. I love her. Castle's Crumbling is another one that's like, mm, I thought I was going to love it a lot more, especially with Hayley Williams from Paramore on it. I think I would have liked it more if it had more of the pop punk vibes. Like, I was so excited for, like, that vibe of Taylor and Hayley together. And instead, we got, like, a really slowed down, really sad ballad. I think it's one that'll grow on me. It's not a bad song. Like, none of these are bad songs. Foolish one I really, really like only because it hurts me. And it's pointing a finger straight at me. <laughs> oh my god. And then Timeless is so good. Timeless gives me like notebook vibes. It's just oh, the storytelling in Timeless is simply superior. It is immaculate. And oh my god. Anyway. Oh my god. I can't believe that we've never talked. About I keep forgetting that I haven't talked to you all summer. Oh my god. But yeah, Sweet Down Taylor's version came out. We love her. And then 1989 Taylor's version comes out in October. And I am so excited. 1989 was the first concert that I ever went to for Taylor Swift. I'm like a little sad that we're only getting five vault tracks. But from what Miss Taylor Swift herself has said about them being like her favorites, I'm expecting pain. And I'm expecting them to be really, really good. And I'm really excited for the vault. Okay, the last thing that I really want to touch on in this episode, this is, I feel like I've been talking for literally forever. And I don't know if any of this has made sense, but I don't give a fuck. This is my podcast. And we're just catching up. And I just, I have a lot to tell you. <laughs> I started working at the Timmy's by my house at the beginning of July. It was not the job for me. When I first started, I was on mornings. So I was having to wake up at 5am and leave my house by 5.30 so that I could walk there. My body was just not handling that well. I was waking up every single morning feeling so nauseous. I couldn't eat anything, which then really sucked because then by the time, like six hours later, when I could finally have a break came around, I felt like I was gonna pass out from hunger. And then I got switched to afternoons, which was working a little bit better for me, but still just like, not it. And I quit. <laughs> I handed in my two weeks notice on Friday. So my last day was supposed to be the 22nd, but basically they were like, mm, thanks for telling us that you can stay till the 22nd, but actually like, we're cool. We'd rather use your hours to be able to train new people to come on. And I was like, perfect, love that for me. So I'm officially unemployed again for the second time this year. Love that for me, but honestly, I do love that for me because mm, this job was, she was something else. And apart from just like the environment, which wasn't always the best, my body was just like not handling it well. Like my physical and my mental health were just like not doing great. Physically, like you guys know, if you've been around, I fucked up my knee two years ago now when I was hit by a car. And like my knees were already fucked from like soccer and like other injuries. And my knee was not doing well at all on these like eight, nine hour shifts where you're standing and running around literally for if it's an eight hour shift, you're running around for seven and a half hours. Like there's no seating. You're not stopping other than your 30 minute break. And like, listen, I know a lot of people do that every single day and they're fine good for you. My body, with my knee, with my back, like, I just, I have a lot of problems from older injuries. Like, my body was just not handling it. I was coming back every single day in so much pain that I would actually be, like, hunched over and not able to straighten my back until my mom put this, like, thing on that, like, zapped my 
back muscles until they relax. Like, that's just not it for me. And that was another reason why I wasn't posting. Like, I feel like I just, just disappeared off of the podcast, off of Instagram, off of TikTok. Because by the time I got home, I was so exhausted and in so much pain that the thought of doing anything else was just like an absolute no for me. I was like, that's not the vibes that I want right now because I don't want to be stuck in this job. Like I want to be able to do the podcast and create content and like start other projects. And I just didn't have, I didn't have the mental or the physical capacity to be doing that. So I quit. That's, that's where I'm at. I am ending the summer exactly where I started. Unemployed, depressed, living at home. But that's where this podcast was born. That's where this podcast was born was from a place of just feeling absolutely lost and having no purpose and not knowing like needing an outlet but not knowing what to say on Instagram or TikTok. I'm like just not feeling that that was the right avenue for me. And then Shut the Fork Up was born and now we're here and I am actually really excited to be getting back into my podcast era. I have a lot of fun episodes planned I have some guests that I'm really, really hoping to bring on in the next couple of months, um, and I'm excited. So thank you for listening, and if you have any, like, episode ideas or literally anything that you want me to talk about, please just DM the Chef the Fork Up Instagram or my personal Instagram. It's your best, and I would love to hear from you if you, like, want to be on the podcast to talk about something specific let me know. I'm always open for a collaboration. And just thank you so much for everyone who has checked in with me over the summer and has asked about the podcast and has been hoping that it's coming back. I saw your comments. I saw your DMs. And this episode is for you. We're back, bitches. And I'm so fucking excited. I hope you like this episode. Please just like show it some love, share the Instagram graphic that I put up announcing our return. And as always, please, please, please tag me in any pictures or videos of you listening to this episode. Those truly make my day. Like, I love seeing me as part of, like, your routine. Like, if you're walking with me, if you're listening to me on your way to school, on your way to work, like, whatever it may be, I fucking love it when you share that with me. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go finish my iced coffee now that, like, all the ice is melted. And I think I'm gonna go make myself a grilled cheese for lunch because I'm fucking hangry. And I'm going to watch the third Pirates of the Caribbean movie because I don't know why, but I've been on, I've been rewatching the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and I'm currently on number three. So I think that's all that I wanted to talk about. Like it was a whole fucking summer, so it's hard to like remember everything. I don't have any like personal updates for you. My love life is literally non-existent. If you're a man and you're listening to this and you like want to get down. I'm so fucking down for that. I just need to be thrown against a wall. Anyway, okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Shut the Fork Up podcast with your favorite host, Destiny Murtaugh. Don't forget to rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And to follow your host on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at It's Your Dust. Do not forget to be a bad bitch and we'll see you again on Thursday.